0: Hey, Brayon. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? Bad. Always. Always. That's what I like to hear. Uh... <laughs> What's happening? What's your update? Um, something I'm keeping up with this week. Fill me in. <laughs> uh, food and wine night is the thing I'm yes. keeping up with. I feel like you obviously know this very well. Um, But and this has also been something that we've been keeping up with for years, almost a decade. It's really scary to think about how long. Wait, like that's actually true. And it's really consistently been monthly. I'd I'd almost bet on out of the twelve months of the year, we've we've for most of the years that we've been doing this, we've done it at least ten months every year. I feel like that's a safe bet. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Would you say that that's like maybe on par? Yeah. Okay. Um, And I just love it. I love it. And I love how it has evolved from me bringing, like, the first time you invited me and I brought Wegmans desserts because I didn't cook and I didn't want to try and I didn't know it was a rule to try. (laughs) And to now where I feel like I, this is my time to, like, find food that I'm really excited to cook and share with people. So for those reasons, I love it. But I also think that I'm getting to a place where I just really enjoy those intentional small group get togethers where you can have time to really check in with people and really hear how people are doing, um, and take time to share what's going on in your life. And it's just my favorite thing. It's something I literally look forward to every month. I tell everybody about it. I think everybody should do it because I think it is not, it never feels like an overcommitment. It always feels like exactly what I need on the day that it's happening.
1: I a hundred percent agree with you. I uh, luckily get to partake in all of this. <laughs> you know, just like, oh, what's that? <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, no, it's one of those things that, like, I realize is now as as I navigate my thirties and the life that I'm living. I very deeply respect a. Intentional, like four people or less yep. experience because you get to hear each other, you're all communicating and like learning about each other, and it's laughs and like different personalities. It's like the epitome of Sex in the City mm-hmm. as an experience, and like the four women all coming from different walks of life and being able to share their experience and like catch up with each other and deeply get into like the intimate details of our lives and talk through stuff that's like fun and exciting but also like hard and sad and difficult sometimes yeah and to know that you have
0: people to do that with is really special yep absolutely i just i really enjoy it and i still advocate for it and if you're looking for your people then I feel like once you find them or even starting, the starting point, I mean, the starting point for me was, like, really terrifying, but it got me here, and I'm really thankful for that. Um, so that's the thing I'm keeping up with this week. Love it. Yeah. What about you? What's your update?
1: I'm ridding myself of shame associated with uh, wanting to go out for dinner or order takeout during the week. Yes. When I... I feel like I should have meal prepped more Yep. or I should have stuff stuff in the kitchen to cook or we have chicken and vegetables and whatever. I could whip something up, but I'm like so tired or just like not not in the the mood mood to cook. And if we think about the episode that we recorded on Carla Hall, don't cook if you
0: can't put love into it. I think that is really the rule here. And I'm glad that you are, like, leaning into walking away from the shoulds feeling and just saying, like, hey, listen, if I need to go out for dinner just to, like, walk away, I'm doing it. Also, like, it's – I shouldn't ever
1: feel like I have to cook. Yeah. And that takes away all the joy that cooking is for me.
0: And you love to cook.
1: I love to cook. And so if if I'm just, like, not feeling it on a night – like, both Dan and I agree – that it's okay. And he he's the... He's like, we work hard. If we want to order some takeout or some Grubhub,
0: like... Doing do it. Do it. Well, and like, to your point, I mean... And I think you were getting here, but like, the budgeting thing and making... Like, it's still... It's not like you're, like, spending all the money on eating out and things like that like it's it, it's fitting in the budget it's something that you want to do it's like there's no reason i feel like there's no reason not to do it other than what your brain is telling you you should do yeah and if that if that is all adding up then go for it i love it that's great we'll try it next time <laughs> i'm excited
1: love love a good uh, night off from the kitchen
0: You know I really enjoy a night off from (laughs) vacation. Maybe more than most. Just maybe. (laughs) So
1: with that, everybody order takeout tonight.
0: Yes. Oh, that sounds delicious, actually.
1: All right. Give it to me straight, Sid. What are we talking today?
0: Sometimes... we uh sometimes we need to talk about like the anxiety that we feel in different situations and so it's always been kind of helpful to know that for you and I we're not alone in like the feelings that we're having around the anxiety stuff and this week um our conversation was totally inspired by an online read from Nylon called it's okay to set boundaries with your anxious friends and As soon as, obviously, as soon as I saw the title of the article, I was like, I need this. And not because... I have anxious friends as much as I am the anxious friend. Yes, and I—that's <laughs> Th- the direction we're coming at this conversation. Yes, with. <laughs> and I literally was like, I need to read this so I can share with the people in my life how to manage me and what like what they'll need from me <laughs> at some point inevitably. And so it really, and I think we have been fairly self-aware of the fact that like our anxiety exists in a very real way at different points, and it's triggered by different things um but it exists and so and knowing also that like we both have people in our lives that do have anxiety and who don't this was super appealing for those reasons to say okay like what does that mean to set boundaries and what does it mean for me to set boundaries for myself and what do I need to acknowledge as the person who has this mm-hmm. and who is like gets anxious really easily what can I be doing to be um, more thoughtful about the way that I manage it with the people around me. Um, And so that's where we kind of came up with the topic as a whole. And so we're going to be talking about like what this meant to us. And this one is very much an ongoing conversation. This is like not a we'll solve this in half an hour type of a thing. This was just like, this is definitely like tipping, dipping your toe in the pool of starting the conversation. And I'm excited to get into it. Let's do it. Let's do that. So, the bigger themes, some of them that we looked at for this article, the first one that I wanted to get into a little bit was the boundary setting conversation and how we actually do that, how we manage to freaking do that.
1: (laughs) Well, especially after reading this article, it's one of those things that, like, being able to say, like, I'm having an anxious moment and I want to talk to you about it, but, like, are you ready to? get there with me yeah. because I think one of the things that I've been trying to get better at, especially, like, in in conversation with other people who have uh, these moments of, like, wanting to communicate things is, like, is this a space where you want to rant or, like, let something out or vent, just, like, let it go? Right. Or is this, like, an advice situation? Because sometimes it's, like, it's also the balance of, like, as the person feeling the anxious feels and wanting to talk about it it's not really like a I want to fix this it's like I just want to be heard or like there's so many things happening in my head right now and I don't know how to get through it right and so to be the supportive friend that's like let me just like listen to you talk and we're gonna like work through it but there's also the reality that sometimes it is like I don't know what to do help me right and so being able to clearly state like this is a I want to talk. And then as the friend being like, what are you, what do you need from me? What do you need from me? Or what are you looking for from this conversation? Because I want to give you what you need.
0: And I think that is a lot of like the trust conversation too. How much do you trust? Because I think it's, sometimes it's really easy to like vent at whoever has an open ear, but to go to a person, if you're having like a moment that you need, that you're spiraling a little bit, um, I think that takes a lot of trust. And so I feel like the person who is being spoken to should feel that trust enough to ask that question. Because I think sometimes it's hard to like cut someone and say like, wait a minute, before you get into this, like, how can I be there for you? You almost just like take it and you're unclear about what the relationship like needs at that moment. So by just trusting that like this person is coming to you for a reason and understanding that you have a role in their lives that's important to them um i think it's a really good opportunity to just take a minute like you said and stop and don't feel that moment where it's like i'm just gonna let them roll and like hopefully i'm what they need or hopefully i'm doing what they need like you don't have to guess i think that's a a primo opportunity to be a little vulnerable and share that you're not totally sure what is needed in that moment and allow that like space to open up
1: yeah, because I think what's hard in these types of situations, and I've definitely felt this way, where it's like, ooh, I don't want to share this because I don't want to, like, unload on this person. Right. But you also need to
0: share
1: mm-hmm. or, or just need to communicate about, like, what's going on so that, like, like, what we talked about in one of our last episodes was, like, communicating through change. Yeah. Because you're usually, like, as a person going through these thoughts. It's like, I need to figure out how to navigate this. And sometimes it's necessary to communicate that with the people that are close to you. Right. But it also is like, it's a delicate balance between like, am I
0: too much? Oh, that is just, I feel like that is on so many people's calling card. Like they've been told that in the past or they have felt that in the past. And so it's hard to shake that, especially if, you are a person that feels things pretty deeply or feel, feels things in a spiral, um, that too much feeling can just, just silence you in times that you really need support. And so understanding that, like, you are not too much, but you also respect the person you're about to talk to. Like, mm-hmm. the, both of those things can be true at the same time. Like, you don't... You're not too much and also... You need to kind of ask where the other person is at and if they're in a place to be able to have that conversation with you or take on the things that you're about to talk about. Um, Because not everybody's in the place to be able to do that all the time. And I think sometimes that's really hard to remember because you're so in your head about it. You're like, "I, I need to release this right now. I don't know where else to put it. And you just kind of like go for it. Um, without really understanding where the other person might be at in that moment. And it could do more harm to both of you because if they don't then re- like give you back what you need, there's a break in the system there.
1: So true. And I think this fits into like how to communicate mm-hmm. with people in that in that way. Like I think um, something that I think about is like the active listening conversation that we've had yeah. about like... How have we communicated and how are we responding Mm -hmm. as a person who's listening to someone who's, like, working through something? And it always is that, like, seemingly uncomfortable but necessary and, like, totally appropriate. Let me just repeat what you're saying so that you feel heard.
0: Right. Right. So, and it's so, it seems so easy and it seems so straightforward, but we don't do it. (laughs) nearly as often as we should but I I always forget about that as a tool to go back and say those things to really make sure like you're fully understanding what someone's saying but again I think there's this moment where you're like am I going to make someone feel bad if I do that or if I'm going to make someone like feel like I wasn't listening if I say that or if I say it wrong or if I'm repeating back to them something that you know maybe came from me and not from them Mm -hmm. and that can be scary to like kind of figure out how to navigate that after it's out there but I think if both parties can again be like understanding of like the weight of what's happening with each of them then hopefully with practice that gets to a place where like you know who the go-to person is you know how to start the conversation they know how to respond and again it's like one of those things that unfortunately just takes time
1: yeah and like I think about just the example of like it sounds like you were feeling really embarrassed by what happened to you at work. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> and you're like, I'm sorry that sucked.
0: Right. And, and it's am like, that's – you're like validating thank you it's super <laughs> validating and it helps you even ba- i mean again thinking about and we're not the experts here and i would never want to like say that we know all of the things about all of the things but we also know our experiences with this and how valid those have been in the past and like that is hugely validating when someone just sees you for a second um but again, it's going back and saying okay like what's what's the next move here, and how do I again, like you said, not dump on someone but get the help that you need in that moment too? It's a weird line to find it's a oh, it's totally. a hard line to find for sure, I think
1: the other thing that's that was really helpful to to read and hear is like especially thinking about friends who are close enough like in what you continuously talk about with your square squad, yeah is like knowing that you're talking to these people who like get you and know you Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and being like you as the friend who are like I'm sorry I don't have the mental space to do this right now because I'm having a tough time or like I don't have even just that is enough of like I'm sorry I don't have time for this right now and then you as the like anxious friend can be understanding of that as well of like I know that this is going to be a bit of an undertaking to like to have me communicate with you through this and so I want to make sure that when we're doing this it's an appropriate time for both of us to have this conversation so it's like I can't do this right now as the friend who's responding to the anxious friend Mm -hmm. and then saying hey can we like regroup because that's the other part of it is like can we touch base like in an hour or like maybe over the weekend when I have, like, worked through my, like, crazy work deadline or whatever the situation is. Because I think you don't want to leave it hanging. Right. But you also don't want to force yourself as the individual who's, like, already, like, on the receiving end of the communication to then – feel like I need a event sesh (laughs)
0: right right exactly and and like not like you say fully be present in that moment to be able to be the person that that person has said that they need yeah and I think speaking from the person that's usually the one that's having like the anxiety or having the panic it's it would i think the first few times be hard for someone to say to me like listen i'm i'm not in a place right now but like you said like let me touch back later with you is like and not even asking if that's okay i feel like my tendency is always to say like is that okay because like if you're talking to me i'm like no it's not okay <laughs> i need you right now and so i feel like even opening that door just a crack like leaves you vulnerable to for someone to take that open door mm-hmm. so as the person that's usually coming to someone and and needing to be more aware of the fact that like my world is my world and it's not something that other people are thinking about nearly as much as I am which is perfectly healthy and fine but it's me learning how to take a step back but also really requiring that person to be very honest Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this before too like some of the tools that I've learned in counseling is like if someone is feeling something like those are their feelings like you don't have to take on what they're feeling so if I seem upset about that reaction even though I know it's what is needed I know that's the best case scenario if I'm like kind of bummed or like oh dang like okay let me go talk to someone else or like figure out a way to bring myself down a little bit like the person on the receiving end of that can't take on my feelings because I feel like they'll open the door when they're not ready to open that door Mm -hmm. and so remembering like your feelings are valid, your feelings are your feelings. And if you're really not in a place to take it on for whatever reason, you don't have to give a reason. Um, like stick to that. Because if I feel like there's an open door once just to crack, I'm gonna push it open every you're single like, time. I will walk
1: right <laughs> through here.
0: <laughs> Which is like scary and honest to like have, you know, that conversation with yourself and know that about yourself. But I feel feel like this is why that article was so helpful is to be like I need to share this with the people in my life I need people to read this for my benefit and for theirs mostly for theirs so I can understand like where the line exists Mm -hmm. and respect that line
1: and I think the one like I'll be totally honest I have a hard time sometimes communicating through
0: oh a thousand percent the
1: the feelings that I'm having and it comes off like I'm, sh- I'm shutting down or, like, being rude to someone because, like, they're talking to me about, like, some – they're, like, excited about a thing and I'm, like, I can't right. care about this right now because I don't know how to get out of what's happening in my brain. <laughs> right. And it comes off as, like, offensive or, like, hurtful mm-hmm. or I accidentally say something that's, like, mean <sighs> that I don't mean. Right. But it's, like – Because I can't process my emotions, the other – I don't know how to respond to anything.
0: Right. It all goes away. And
1: that's something that I'm working through.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's true. Like, sometimes you're not in a place to, like, celebrate with people or, like, be on the level that they are. Yeah. And I feel like as, you know – not fully reformed, but on our way to being reformed people pleasers, it's really easy and natural for us to just kind of like back burner our stuff and say like, nope, I'm here. I'm good. I am with you. I can feel what you're feeling. Like I'm in it. And then halfway through the conversation, you're like, I'm fully focused on something totally different and it's all over my face. And now I can't back away.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so like, for for the self-boundary setting as the, the yeah. anxious person going through that and needing to communicate through that experience. Like, one of the things that I've been trying to navigate is just the just being able to say, like, I need a minute. Right. I'm not feeling 100% right now. And can we revisit this after I, like, take a little breather? I just need, like, 20 minutes to, to come down from my day. Or, like, I need 20 minutes to myself just to, like write him a journal yeah or whatever yeah and even just the act of communicating that is challenging um but from a i'm the anxious person communi- communicating to the person who's like on the other end yeah you also need to to share the boundary of like here's why i can't be on your level right now right right um and that's that's challenging because a lot of times it does feel like an internal like thunderstorm that's happening inside your body
0: right and I think what's really important to touch on too when we talk about this is we're talking in the context of someone that we go to or who come to us that like we know really well or we know that they struggle with something and um they we've been there for them before they've been there for us before but like I'd love to talk a little bit about when it's not that type of a situation, like if it's at work or if it's like in a new group of people where you're having that moment and, or I guess on the receiving end of that moment, and you need to be the person who needs to get a little vulnerable with someone that maybe you're not super comfortable being vulnerable with and how you navigate that. And I think that goes back to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the intent then content. Totally. And like, that doesn't always need to live in like, I think it is assertive, but I don't think it needs to be labeled as assertive. I think it can be labeled as thoughtful and giving the reason and then, and that allows you, I think, to have the vulnerable moment without divulging all of it, without going like into like, I struggle with this, this, and this. These are the reasons why I need to walk away. All of these types of things. I think there's a way to do it. And I think that's an important piece of all this is this doesn't always we don't get to pick sometimes when this comes up and who is either on the receiving end of it or who is talking to us about it um and so making that distinction of it's, it doesn't always get to be like someone who's in your square squad um is an important place to go to
1: yeah because our like that world that we live in exists in every interaction that we have
0: absolutely and absolutely. So,
1: and they say
0: <laughs> they the
1: all-powerful they <laughs> that you got to leave your personal stuff at home
0: yeah but they,
1: sometimes it's hard and so to be able to communicate that through the the public setting like work experience type things is also challenging yeah
0: yeah it is because you don't again you want to make sure that you're being, like, professional or if it's, like, a professional environment that's not your job but you still, like, need to be on the up and up, um, you want to be aware of that but then also not let it take over. And this is what I mean where this is a thousand percent an ongoing conversation because I've gotten tools on how to do that but by no means have I really ever put it into practice when it's probably at times really needed to have been put into practice where I need to share like I need to step away for a minute like I really I'm I'm Not able to be present right now, but I will come back in, like, 5 or 10 minutes when I've had a chance to breathe a little bit. Like, saying that right now is super easy. (laughs) And saying it to you is super easy. But being in an environment where, like, you don't want to tell people that you have those moments and you don't want anybody to know about that is, like, then everything shuts down. Yeah. And then you can't move.
1: (laughs) My reaction to that would be just to, like... I imagine that happening in like a real life scenario. And then if someone responded with, is everything okay? I would immediately start crying.
0: Been there.
1: (laughs) It's true. Because it's like, all I want right now is to remove myself (laughs) from
0: this
1: situation. Don't follow me. (laughs) Don't ask me if I'm okay. But also ask me if I'm okay.
0: (laughs) Get to know me really well, then ask me if I'm okay. But it's true because it's... It's just such a like it's the the article talks a lot about like the blurry line of things like there's a really blurry line in a lot of different situations and trying to navigate it will it feels like it will always be hard. And so it's thinking about, okay, if I am, you know, setting a boundary with someone as the anxious person and and allowing them to like have that boundary from me. But not tell them that I'm I'm struggling with anxiety. Like, how do you do that? And, and how deep do you go? And what if I don't want anybody to know, but I need somebody to know if I, like, walk away? It's purely for that reason and, mm-hmm. and not for any other reason. Like, it's just – it's such a hard – or maybe keep – I mean, again, spiraling – maybe I'm making it harder than it actually has to be. <laughs> I think that that's probably
1: uh, probably accurate, and yeah. you're not alone in that. <laughs> um, but the reality is, like, sometimes the best-case scenario is, like, communicating through that experience of, like, hey, as my manager or, like, depending on the type of workplace relationship that you have with the individuals that you're communicating with on a daily basis, yeah. of, like, divulging that to a person – whoever that might be, hopefully it is your manager, that, like, that's something that you're experiencing and, like, here are the tools that I have to work through this. It doesn't affect my work in any way. Right. Here's what I do, here's what I'm doing, or here's what I need.
0: Yeah. yeah. In these
1: types of situations and asking for what you need will allow them to say, like, thank you for sharing with me and being vulnerable enough to communicate about what you what you're going through right and also like i hear you and i see you and obviously like if you're working in a safe workplace environment that should be the types of conversations you're having and if that's not the case then like that's also scary and alarming right and it's like, like
0: where do you go after Watch out that. for that. Yeah, yeah, seriously. But that is that can be a red flag you never knew existed until you start to have that conversation. But I al- almost think like the way that you're talking about it, it's almost like gearing up for like a, a negotiation for a raise or a negotiation of any kind. And you do your homework, you practice your pitch, you talk about what you need to talk about, you keep it like high and tight, mm-hmm. but you express the need first and foremost and i like that approach because it allows you to not delve too deeply into the stuff with but you're still able like it's an it's an and also situation mm-hmm. like you can have both you can ask for what you need and also not have to delve into all the stuff and you made that very clear just now
1: <laughs> and if you communicate it there's no possibility for misconception or uh like interpretations of things in their own way right you've communicated what you need and what you're experiencing so that they're not sitting there like it's i'm curious why so and so is not getting their work done right or like why do they need to take these appointments right and it's like these are necessary for me to be a productive functioning uh thriving human being in the world right and like none of this impacts the work that I do, but here's what I need right. to be the best version of myself.
0: Right. And it's and it's like you said, it's the intent, then content. And it is like laying it all out there and making it clear and allowing people to ask questions. But again, like understanding if a line is crossed, like you have every right to just be like, you know what, I don't really want to get into it, but I know these are the things I need to be successful hear and get the work done to the best of my ability. And, and, and like my, again, my instinct is to be like, and I hope that's okay. (laughs) And firstly, that probably sometimes sounds like snide and snarky, but also it can sound like an an open door to be like, well, that's not okay. So what are you going to do now? (laughs) And by just like saying it and ending it and sitting (laughs) silence. I think that's the thing that we all have to
1: practice in this In this whole conversation. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. It's just such, it was such a good article that talked about things that felt very real on a regular basis. That feeling of being burdensome, that feeling of being too much, that feeling of being like, what if I, what if I burn my friends out on me? (laughs) Like we burn out on a lot of things. And what if I'm one of those things? Mm -hmm. And this helped understand and share with the people that I love, like how I can say like, I'm really working on this, but I, I would love for you to read this and and tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. And if you felt like this or if you need more from me from the person who's, like, on the telling end, tell me. Because I want to hear it. It takes honesty and it takes trust, again, with, like, the Square Squad, but, like you said, also with different environments that might not be within that super inner circle. So I think this is an ongoing for sure. conversation, but... And I think what's what's most important, or at least
1: like what I think we want the takeaway to be, is like as the as the anxious person wanting to communicate through something of like, but setting up the conversation first by asking the question of saying, "Are you able to like sit with me or process this with me in right now?"
0: That's the starting point. That's the starting yeah. point.
1: And as the as the friend on the receiving end, or like the different anxious person also (laughs) dealing with another anxious person because like anxiety or like communicating through this stuff is hard for different people Yeah, and being able to say like i'm sorry i can't process this right now or i'm sorry like we can't have this conversation i'm not ready for it and being able okay with that and also the the friend on the other side to accept that and know like your friendship has not like de- destroyed from that conversation. So true. Um, and every just being open to like the, the whole thing is like a give and take, mm-hmm. and you both have to be there for it, and and knowing when and how to communicate through that I think is just like being cognizant of that will help these conversations be successful. Mhm. And also make sure that both of you feel heard or feel yeah. fulfilled by the friendship because like
0: as a whole. And it's like what we've talked about before the the more or the more able you are to share with the people you feel close to, the closer you'll feel to them mm-hmm. because because these conversations are so difficult sometimes, it really allows you to dig into that friendship or that relationship or that familial partnership whatever it is even more and I think that's a huge takeaway from this is like this is an opportunity to grow closer to people that you're already close to as well as kind of learning how to set those boundaries and I also want to say to your point about having it be an open two-way like line of communication radio silence is just like detrimental I think from all angles, you know, from the person that's feeling like they need to talk from to the person that is not is on the receiving end of it that might not hear from someone for a while because they're in this moment there where, we're like, I feel like I'm unloading on people. I feel like I'm burdensome to people. So you just shut off and you go away entirely. Like, that causes pain to the people that you care about so much. When you think you're doing them a favor, you're cutting them off from the ability to be helpful. Yeah. And like having experienced that it's really like, you just feel like you're doing the right thing (laughs) and you're saving everybody else around you when really like you're not. And I don't want to say like hurting by like for the shameful reason, but like allow people to tell you what they need just as much as you want to be able to tell them what you need. Yes. Right. Like give people that chance because if they care about you and love you, like they will learn how to tell you those things. And by using this article as like, almost like a a tip sheet (laughs) and just saying like hey this is this is where i'm at like read it yeah (laughs) let me know what you think but also just the
1: idea of what you said and being able to say like hey i'm working through this and like the other person like having had an established friendship with you or relationship with you in some capacity they're going to know that you're shutting yourself away right and like You can't not do that. Yeah, you you can't like shut people out in that capacity because they'll be like, "Hey, I'm knocking. I'm here. You used to
0: share. You're not sharing, which means that something's really going on." Right. And if all it is is like, "I'm not ready to do it right now, but I'm okay, and I'm I'll be ready to share soon," like not making people share by any means. But I think that if you're thinking that people don't want to hear it, and you're saving someone from your stuff. They, that they're is, probably aware. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you're not and and you're not saving them from your stuff. You're they're worried about you. They love you and um they want you to be as okay as you possibly can be and if just saying now is not the time learning how to have that not be the downfall I think is the the job of the person who's going through the thing as well. Like totally. We can't offload all of the responsibility in this way. And I think sometimes there's a tendency, at least I've had the tendency to offload the responsibility. Cause I'm like, I'm going through the thing. I don't have any responsibility except for to take care of myself. But it's like, you have a responsibility to the people you love. We just always do. It's just something we're never going to get out of. <laughs> so respecting that, acknowledging that and making that seen and heard is a huge part of this as well. Um, and this just, this article just opened up so many more, like so many more questions, but also like, a a real like foundation to some degree which I really appreciated
1: yeah and we'll link to the article so everyone can read it in our show notes at queenspeaking.com slash 90
0: yeah
1: and we'll want to keep the conversation going obviously so we'll share some stuff on our gram
0: yep at queen underscore speaking um and I'd also like to just give a shout out to Jill Gutowitz, who is the article or the author of the article that we're linking to and she wrote a whole column on this stuff i think it's called shut up brain and it's on nylon.com yeah it's um, like a
1: series of awesomeness for people with uh anxious brains yes yeah it's amazing
0: it's super super awesome
1: shall we break let's break